This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to the year ahead, our hit the ground running New Year podcast series where we chat to our friends in news about what they've got their eye on this year. And in true Squeeze form, we get their reading, watching and listening recommendations. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Joining us is Alec Renahan from Equity Mates Media, fellow podcaster. Welcome. Thank you. To the Squeeze. You're down a man though. I am. I am. Uh, unfortunately, COVID has struck again. Yeah. Heard on the squiz earlier this week that a million Australians apparently have COVID. Well, Bryce is Bryce, one in a million, as I always tell him. <laughs> Sorry, we really miss you, Bryce. We know you're listening. We'll catch you at another time. Alec, the Equity Mates pitch is that, and I got this off your website. So, in your words, you're here to break the world of investing from beginning to dividend. Uh, important distinction. We're not here to break the world of investing. We're here to break down the world of break investing. Break down the world of investing. <laughs> Breaking what it a... comes in a couple of years. <laughs> like, it's good to be ambitious, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about making investing easy to understand. Really works for us here at The Squeeze. You've grown from a podcast to now, how many podcasts across the network? We've got eight in the network now. Eight in the network. You've just admitted you can't even listen to them all in a week because there's too many. No, we release 14 episodes a week. So if anyone's looking for content to listen to over the summer, we have plenty for you. And just looking at your shelf here, also Australian Podcast Awards, the business podcast of the year. Yeah, we're not subtle, are we? It's amazing. (laughs) We are recording this from your studio. We've got to know you over the last couple of months. It's great to have you on. And I think that really cements your credentials. You know your stuff. For that reason, we've asked you to focus on what you know well, which is business and finance news. Starting in 2022, what's the story that stuck with you? How will you remember that last year? I think 2022 was all about inflation. I think largely driven by, well, the stimulus that we had in 2020 and 2021, and then sparked by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We see inflation in energy prices and food prices. And as a result, we see central banks around the world start to raise interest rates. I think that is the business story of 2022. And clearly 2023, that interesting part about that lag that there's going to be from interest rates going up to actually Australians acting on that price pinch Mm. that they've got. So sort of one of the, it's not a sequel, it's like this lingering thing that's just going to keep permeating. Yeah, we saw the immediate effects of a number of the growth stocks sell off. We saw COVID winners like Peloton and Zoom Mm. uh, fall, you know, lose two thirds of their value. Mm. We saw cryptocurrency take an absolute nosedive. We saw a number of the cryptocurrency Mm. companies collapse. But I think you're right that a lot of the effects for people like us are going to be felt more in 2023 than 2022. See, here I was thinking that it was Mr. Big that took down Peloton. But you're saying it's inflation and interest rates. Yeah, that was a big story in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And can I just clarify what you're both talking about here? Obviously, Sex and the City. Yes. The reboot of that. What Mr. was Big. it? It was a called even that. Uh, uh, so and just like that. And, and just, just like, like that. that. Yeah. Alec, <laughs> welcome to the squeeze. I am super as, impressed. As soon as it's a business story, it's on my radar. <laughs> he died, obviously, using a Peloton product. And from there, it was all downhill. 
all. Mm. Wasn't intending to talk to you about that today, but it's great to get your thoughts on. Did you enjoy the series? I actually didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> you just know what it was. Let's move on to 2023. We've asked you to give us a sense of how that might look. You've already sort of started to do that. You've jotted down some notes for us and you've just said China. Big China. topic. Yeah. <laughs> Can you expand a little bit? China's going to be big in 2023. Yeah, yeah. China was big in 2022, 2021. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think, you know, we're looking at China for a, from a COVID perspective. They seem to be moving away from their COVID zero policy uh, after the white paper protests. But that's not actually the story that I think is most worth watching. In 2021, we saw Evergrande, one of China's largest property developers, the most indebted property developer in the world, default on their debt. Of course, I totally forgot that story. Yeah, most people have. But for the last 18 months, we've seen a slow-moving property crisis in China. And the Chinese government have done a lot to prop the property Mm. market up. But we are seeing more and more cracks appear. We've seen more and more developers default and we're seeing more and more Chinese uh, mortgage protests and just regular Chinese people no longer wanting to pay their mortgage because they're so underwater. If that cracks and more cracks start Mm. to appear in the Chinese property market, that's a massive risk. So... I think you asked uh, something that might be bubbling away, but not a huge story yet. Yeah, and I think, think that's it. that is one that's been slowly bubbling away. And it'll be interesting to see if China can contain it. Now, Alec, just to move you on, you've also called out OPEC. And I'll say it as we do from time to time. Please explain. Yeah, I have no idea anything about <laughs> OPEC. I knew nothing about OPEC. I did a quick Google. I can't. Okay. Can you help us out here? Organisation of Petroleum Exporting Countries, uh, led by Saudi Arabia. There's, I think there's 13 countries in OPEC and then another 11 countries in OPEC+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, importantly, in OPEC+, Plus, it's Russia as well. So... OPEC has been a seller's cartel and for 50 years almost, they've set the supply of oil and used the supply to set the price of oil. If the oil price is too low, they'll agree as 24 nations to stop producing as much. Uh, When supply is limited, price goes up, Mm -hmm. they all make more money. Mm -hmm. The US and the G7 in 2022 did something for the first time ever, which was they tried to form a buyer's cartel. And this was targeted at Russia. So they couldn't get China and India to stop buying Russian oil Mm. post the Ukrainian invasion. So what they're trying to do now is say, all right, we can all buy Russian oil, but let's all agree not to spend more than $60 a barrel. So that way Russian oil is in the global market, but you limit the amount that Putin's getting from it. And quite an ingenious way that they went about doing that, Mm. which was very briefly from the top of my head, most of the insurers are based in those G7 countries and what those countries will do is deny insurance to anyone if they're selling it Russian oil above that mm. price cap. Yeah, it is. It's, really it's fascinating. Yeah. Do we need a graph? Tough to explain <laughs> a chart on a podcast. It's very, yeah. very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think the reason why it's worth just being aware of this story mm. is right now it's targeted at Russia and everyone can agree that mm. we should target this at Russia. But a lot of OPEC plus countries get nervous when they see this because a lot of them have had US sanctions imposed on them in the past. At some point, yeah. yeah. It's countries like Iraq and Libya Mm. and um, stuff like that. So they don't want a buyer's cartel to be a way that, you know, the Western countries act in concert because it, it lessens their power and it puts them at risk in the future. Energy prices were a big story last year. Could be a big story again this year. Even bigger story this year. 
You've kind of scared us now. Thanks for that. I know. I, in my, uh, when I was sending you some notes before this, I said, I'm going to think of a positive story. No, no, that's why I'm handing you the mic to go tell us something good. I, I think, first of all, the economy is always short-term scary and long-term exciting. Like okay. if, if you look over a, a longer time period, despite all the reasons to be worried, despite all the things that went wrong in 2022, the consumer actually held up okay. I think it's a reminder that as scary as the news can be, from like an individual perspective, we're doing okay. And sometimes, and I know we're on a news podcast, but sometimes it's better to just turn the news off. Absolutely. Just, just Have focus a little on, break. Yeah, exactly. And just listen to the squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Alec, give us your big prediction for 2023. What is going to happen with house prices? Well, I, I just, you have to find a way to talk about house prices. That's what Australians <laughs> love to talk about. It's the barbecue Every dinner chats. party. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sydney is down about 11% uh, in the last 12 months. Uh, every capital city is down from its 2022 highs. My prediction is we'll see another... 10% fall in Sydney. Ooh. In Sydney? Yeah. Okay. I'm just picking Sydney because we're all in yeah, Sydney. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, all right. Well, we'll come back to you. Let's move on to your recommendations. Okay. Alec, non-fiction book, my favourite category. Yeah, so I'm reading a book called Lights Out, which is about the fall of GE, which... General Electric. General yeah. Electric. Uh, mm. It was the Apple of 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was the hugest thing. So yeah. what have you learnt? I've learned a lot, but I think the main thing, I'm going to tie this back to investing, is uh, companies die, but indexes are forever. Mm. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that when you're investing, you can invest in the overall share market index, or you can choose to invest in individual companies. And a lot of people invested in GE thinking it was mm. unbeatable, but those people have lost money in the last 20 years. But if you bought into the American share market, the total share market, when GE was the biggest thing in the world even though GE has collapsed you would be okay you would be up and that's because new innovation comes to market and companies like Microsoft and Apple take the mantle and run with it I'm happy to leave it at that Alec I think you um, have managed to wrap up with investing which is perfect for um, obviously you and what you do can I make a suggestion though you should point our audience to your podcast Sure. So uh, Equity Mates <laughs> yeah. is uh, the main investing podcast. Get Started Investing is if you're new to investing uh, and we're right now doing a summer series, which is really going over the basics. Uh, but if you want to keep up to date with the business news, uh, the uh, Australian podcast award winning podcast the dive. Is, is called The Dive. It's a great so podcast. A great compliment to the squiz. <laughs> Alec, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bryce, we hope you're feeling okay. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Year Ahead. Out tomorrow, it's The Year Ahead with The Squiz. Claire, yep. yourself and Siobhan Morin-McFarlane. Getting pretty bolshy on some of our predictions. Um, there's a bit of one-upmanship happening at the moment. I'm really getting excited about it. Yeah, tune into that tomorrow. We'll chat to you then. <laughs> <laughs>